Good evening Azeroth and welcome to episode 173 of the World of Goldcraft. I'm your host as usual, the Lazy Goldmaker of the LazyGoldmaker.com and today, well today I'm going to talk about the Dragonflight systems uh, and what we learned so far and my thoughts on how this might play out, what optimal goldmaking play might be and whether or not these things are going <laughs> to, how relevant the changes are going to be. If you haven't uh, seen this before, this is my solo podcast. I'm just going to talk about gold making. If you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash thelazygoldmaker. And you can also come watch me at Twitch, where I record usually record these things live on Thursdays. That's twitch.tv slash lazygoldmaker. So now we're going to jump in. Dragonflight. So we're going to talk a little bit about the major changes and my thoughts on them. So we have crafting orders. Which is honestly the biggest change to gold making I think we've seen in WoW ever. Uh, because it introduces a completely new avenue for gold making. You can now go to the whatever the work order NPC is and just look through the list and be like, okay, I want to craft this one. It pays me 200 gold. Okay, I want to craft that one. It pays me 200 gold. Oh, this one pays me 3000. I'll do that one. Uh, it's risk free profit. By just sitting at the work order NPC, you can potentially just spam out work orders as long as there are enough work orders to work on. You can just sit there and churn them out all day if you want. Might be a little bit boring, but you can do that. And this includes the ability to craft bind on pickup items for other players using their own BOP materials, which is huge. It means that Blizzard now might, might feel safe adding strong crafted item recipes that aren't just legendaries to the game again. Um, so this allows crafting professions to play a much more integrated part in endgame character progression for a much larger portion of the player base. That's really good uh, for someone who likes making gold with crafting professions. Obviously, that's good. Now, crafting orders, they are riskless as a crafter. You don't take on any risk. You just get the materials and you click a button and you get the gold, presumably. Um, so that means obviously we should expect a lot smaller profit margin relative to material costs compared to what you're seeing with anything you craft right now where you buy the materials and sell them um, afterwards. So I don't think we'll see as high profit margins relative to, to costs. But then again, you can potentially just sit at the work order station and spam work orders and get gold. Um, where really the, the the fee that people are willing to pay for the work orders you can do is the, really the only thing limiting your profit potential. Um, this is obviously going to play together with the quality system and the profession specializations, which is going to have a huge effect on what recipes you can craft and you can't. Um, but ultimately, it seems to me that being among the first to unlock a specific high-quality recipe for, for things that people really want... Uh, whether it's a specific item slot, um, the best consumable recipes, anything like that, that's probably going to net you some very large profits early on. Um, and uh, for people who, who like it, the uh, work order, pure work order gold farming can be a, uh, a full avenue of making gold. Now for me, this is cool in some ways, but it's also a little bit boring. Because... Like, just sitting at the work order station and spamming crafts is, like, pretty boring. Uh, at least when you're crafting items for sale, you have to take on some amount of analysis and you're taking on some amount of risk. Um, and it's some excitement. So as far as making gold, making engaging, I think work orders are just not it. They're going to be just... You're just going to click there and be like, okay, yeah, do this work order, free gold. Do this work order, free gold. So it's a little bit boring. 
Now, of course, there's still going to be a market for selling crafted items, particularly for things like consumables, because players want to get those instantly. They don't want to wait for someone to come along and bother doing their crafting order. Um, but on larger pop realms, then again, there's probably going to be tons of crafters, and uh, for competitive items, there'll probably always, almost always be a crafter available to just get it done pretty fast, so... Um, might <laughs> might end up not being that much demand for doing things on the auction house anymore, which would, would be sad. Um, but we'll have to see. Uh, it's still early days of understanding how this, this system is going to play out. Uh, next up we have quality. Which is a gen it's a new, entire new <laughs> aspect of crafting that we haven't had in the past. Uh, it's a new system that determines the power of a crafted item, essentially. So for gear, higher quality means higher item level. For potions, it means a stronger effect. Uh, and from what they showed on the screenshots, there's going to be five tiers of quality. And it's determined, amongst other things, by the quality of the ingredients you use. So higher quality items will be more expensive to craft, uh, etc. And then they'll be stronger to make the trade-off. Now the big question for the system is obviously going to be... Will people bother buying lower quality items? Will they? The way World of Warcraft is played, modern World of Warcraft, is the best option is the only option. That's how most people who care about performance play the game. Just look at legendaries in Shadowlands. Are people buying rank 2s? No. Are people buying rank 4s? No. Are people buying only rank 7s? Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, so that's generally the trend for the player base. They want to get the best in slot, consumables, uh, and items, always, whenever they can. So lower quality for a lower price is interesting, and it, it, in, like, in new games that come out, it often plays out that that works out. Players aren't good at min-maxing yet, and they don't have enough resources to always have the best thing possible, so they'll be like, okay, I'll just go with the cheaper one. It's fine. I can buy more, then I can do more consumables. Uh, but that's not how people have interacted with WoW for many, many, many years. People are pure min-maxers now. They're only going for the top choice almost always. So it's Shadow, is Dragonflight going to change that paradigm? I don't really see it happening. I don't really see it happening. To me, it seems unlikely that lower quality items will be relevant outside of the early window. So presumably high quality items are going to be locked behind profession specializations and the profession talent treats, and you can't do the high quality items early on. So it's going to be similar to how legendaries played out at the launch of Shadowlands. So for those of you who weren't there, um, whenever you unlocked an, the ability to craft a new tier of legendary at the Rune Carver, the price for that rank of legendary went through the roof. So like the week you can finally craft rank two legendaries, rank two legendaries were selling you super fast, auction outs ran dry, all that, all that jazz. A couple of weeks down the line, very few people buying rank twos. Um, so we might see something similar with quality, with like okay, the first week people can craft, where the people who specialize as flask crafters can craft quality level two flasks. Then quality two flasks are just flying off the shelves. Three weeks later, they can craft quality 5 flasks, and quality 2 flasks are now completely useless, no one buys them. Um, I think that's the most likely scenario, where you see like 
the lower quality pretty much just being relevant very early on. Um, but uh, we could see some very high profits when they are relevant. Now, obviously, we also have to talk about the profession specializations. They're coming back. And we will also get some form of profession talent trees that's been mentioned, particularly in the interview that uh, Eon did with uh, Hazelnutty. Um, what it sounded like is that you can eventually unlock everything in your profession talent tree. But they also said that this would take time. And you can't unlock it all at the same time. It's going to take a long while. So this, to me, this sounds like on the time scale of like weeks and months to max out. Um, but we'll see. Eon also mentioned specifically how jewel crafting dailies worked in Wrath. Where you would do dailies and get tokens and then you could use those to buy recipes. And then gradually you would unlock all of the recipes eventually. But in the beginning you had to choose which to buy and which you wouldn't buy yet. Um... What all this means is that, personally, I'm expecting profession skill tree progress to be time-gated. Which is how most solo progression systems in Modern WoW work. Which means that you can't just grind jewel crafting and fill out the tree. You can grind jewel crafting by doing some dailies or some kind of daily or weekly activity. And then once you've done that for the day or week, you can't progress anymore this day or week. That's what I expect. Now this is good in some ways. It's going to guarantee a barrier to entry in whatever specialization you choose first. You might of course also be able to respec. Uh, we don't know anything about that, so who knows. Um, but then again, what does this mean for optimal play with professions? The optimal play is to have like five, four, three, seven different jewel crafters. And each one is focusing on a different part of the skill tree. So that you unlock all of the end nodes at the same time or however that works. That's probably going to be like... So people with multiple accounts uh, might be putting themselves in yet again in like the, the situation of their lifetime. Of course this is also going to depend on how easy, how much time you need to spend per day to reach the cap uh of uh of profession progression is it an hour per character per day well then obviously there's a limit on how many crafters you can do is it 10 minutes per day then some hardcore and you can double up by having multiple accounts follow each other around on follow and then just run and pick up some quests then you'll see people running like three accounts with like three jewel crafters on follow and getting all of the talent trees um, either way, it does seem to me like multiple accounts is yet again going to be a huge advantage for anyone who wants to do crafting. Uh, and particularly having multiple accounts with multiple high max level characters. I started doing that particular... I have had two accounts for a long time, but I added crafters to my second account in Shadowlands. It's been uh, absolutely fantastic. Now, also, the fact that you can't unlock it all means that there will be some very high profit margins early on when uh, there's a huge discrepancy between what different players can craft, particularly for high quality um, recipes or anything that's gated behind unlocking the end parts of the prof profession skill trees. Um, and with the likelihood of seeing like BOP gear, crafted BOP gear, that's like potential best in slot or very strong items, 
then overall it seems to me that crafting profits are going to be uh, very high particularly during the first month or two uh, and focusing on the right parts of the skill tree is just going to be a massive advantage and we're going to see some um some wild profits and we can see can end up seeing some potentially very very high crafting fees for the right items uh, with the work order system um so overall it seems to me that this is going to be an expansion where you want to work hard early on doing what kchak did to be the absolute first to market with crafters mark of the first ones um we're gonna see similar things happening in dragonflight with what they've shown so far if you are the first to market, you can make some probably make some pretty obscene profits, and uh, it's going to be a huge advantage. And then things are going to taper off as more and more competition is introduced, as players gradually max out their profession uh, skill tree. Either way, it's going to be exciting. Uh, we'll have to wait for more details before we can make anything more specific in terms of predictions. Uh, but this is looking like a. Uh, the expansion I've ever seen that is going to shake up gold making the absolute most. So uh, we're going to be playing a very different economic game um, whenever Dragonflight comes out. It's going to be exciting. It means we have to change our approach, which is fun. That's my personal favorite part of gold making is figuring out what works now. So looking forward to that. That's going to be it for this week's episode. Thanks for watching. We'll see you on the next one. Goodbye. Ha ha ha.